I'm Reggie. And I'm Brian. This is R&B Talks. Live and direct. Well, it wouldn't Reggie? necessarily be live. Hey, as far as we're concerned right now while we're recording it, it's live. Well, we are alive. And we are alive. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What a week. What a week, Reg. Look, I know we've, we've just introed ourselves here and said hello and greetings and all that stuff. Yes. But, but, and we've talked about how both it's been a trying week. Can I just say that it's been a week that I've really try, had to practice being content and being at peace? It was a practice on those particular things. Agreed. And because I think this is, this is what I mean. Like, it, it, in, in perspective is everything when you are living in the world we live in. <laughs> yes. So like, you know, yeah, I woke up. I still have a, I'm still paying the mortgage. Uh, the kids and everybody's got food to eat. We got clothes on our backs, you know, in the day, you know, and at the end of the day, you're, you're blessed yeah. probably more than you deserve. Sure. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and you, I mean, look, this is, this is why Paul says like to remind us, constantly of the mind your brethren of the gospel like all the time i mean like we we just lose our perspective all the time even to things that hold most dear we just like it just gets lost in the sauce dude yeah yeah i think it's i think this last week especially i've had the whole the whole tooth thing got finished up the bridge is in okay but that's good well it didn't go as smoothly as i thought and it's I still have a lot of pain. So well that that takes a while, bro. Um but um tell us about Buster, bro. Oh man, I know my but my dog Buster. All right, so pet playground fence. I've said this before. Yes. Junk. Um yes, it works in a way if your dog can't chew. If your dog is a bigger dog, aggressive dog, like a pit bull. And wants to get out of your fence, it will chew through that thing. Even the metal part is not good. Okay, so uh, realizing that we, like, <laughs> my, my dog Buster hasn't done anything to the fence. Like, I mean, it was, it was fine. We, we went on vacation this summer, right, for like yeah. a week and a half. And he was outside the whole time with, you know, my in-laws and neighbors and stuff coming over, making sure they're okay and feet, you know, all this stuff. And he never, you know, he never got, he never was interested in that. When we got this new dog, rescued the, a, a new dog for, and a playmate for him, really. All of a sudden, man, he's like trying to get out all the time, you know, and uh, chewing through it. So it was like, it's been a, it was a battle. And I've mentioned this before, but. I'd got half inch hardware cloth and I put all down the fence. It's got metal fencing that wraps on the, on the ground. And now it's all metal with hardware mesh all the way through the whole fence. Right. Got it. Uh, <laughs> there's a privacy fence on one particular part where the, uh, pet playground slash hardware mesh slash, uh, Hogwire fence meets that there's, it's just, it's connected to that, to a four by four post be like staples. You know, yeah. I have like a, a, a cordless staple gun, you know, you can just yeah. clunk, 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 clunk. Yeah, yeah. use, um, and, uh, he tugged like, so in other words, the, uh, the hardware mesh couldn't 
cover that whole area because it's kind of like it's been that fence has been up for so long like there's you know just how it is so it was it's attached to the original pet playground fence okay he was able to grab the edge of the hardware cloth pulled on it enough to where he ripped it off of the post the whole thing lovely right the whole little corner down here on the towards the ground and was able to pull it out enough to where he could really get his jaws on it, rip it apart, and get underneath it. Wow. And this is there's metal in there, you know? So so he, he got under that, he got out. We noticed it um early afternoon. So it's like late morning sometime he he got out of the got out and no one has seen him. I mean, can't find him. No, no, nothing. And you know, he's microchipped. He's got a. He's got our info on his collar. He's got yeah. like. I mean, it's like if there's a, if somebody finds him. I mean, there's there's a myriad of different ways they can contact us, right? But what does the microchip do? Okay, like my dog is microchipped, and I don't really clearly understand what that means. Because it's something they can't get lost. Because it's surgically, it's a shot that they it goes under their okay. skin, right? So they can't. Like in other words, if it was just their collar, your collar collars come off all the time. Yeah. Well, this microchip though, they can scan it and it shows up poof that you got here's your info for the owner and all that kind of stuff and says all that. That's if somebody gets in takes scanner. it to a vet and or, or has a scanner and scans it. That's if they do that. It has information about everything, right? So uh I want to take this opportunity to say if you see Buster, and I would hope that Reggie would post a little picture of Buster. So that all of you out there can see him, please take him and have him scanned so he can be returned home. That the thing sucks, is, man. like, here's, I like Buster. He's crazy. Uh, uh, he's crazy, but he's cool. He's he's a four year old boxer pit mixed dude, and he he is very well taken care of. He's a muscular, great looking dog. Yeah, and and it's one of those where somebody that had a nefarious ideas would pick him up and use him for something else. And I really, really, really hate that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. So if I and I tell you what, if if I found that out ever, that would be I would probably be in jail because I'm not I'm not gonna that yeah. I won't let that go. Yeah. I know how unchristian that sounds, but yeah. that I you know look, God made me this way. You know, hey. Anyway, that's that's my Buster saga. That has that has caused me to be able to not. I mean, I've just been so upset and not being able to focus and this week. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, rough, rough. Now, look, here's the other thing. Um, one particular thing I want to say, you pet people out there. <laughs> Did you cast a spell on them, Reggie? <laughs> no, let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Not all of us are ignorant bastards. I realize that a lot of pet people, uh-huh. like, are ignorant and they don't understand things and they don't know this, they don't do that. Not everybody is. I don't need all these messages and comments. Uh, and it's all just about if you, and it's just a freaking photo, a screenshot of someone else saying, if you lose your dog, do this, do this, do this. No, all you're doing is ringing my phone a notification, making me look at my phone, thinking somebody's got information about my dog. Stop it. Okay. It pisses me off. Like I'm not an ignorant shit. I don't need that. I don't have time for that. Right. Yeah. It is just, it's just some, I know, I realize what you, I, I, like I said, I understand you people and how you're like, people are dumb and they don't understand like 
you know, put flyers out, contact your this, do this, make sure you put something else. I mean, it's like I can hear the Karen. I can hear it in this whole damn thing. And it really, I'm, I'm, and I've gotten a lot, like, it's like, and even the same person is like, cause I'm posting on different lost yeah. and found pages and stuff. So every, every single one gets at least two or three Karens that e- that send me messages or comment with this long list of bullshit that you should do this and this and this, <sighs> you know what? I know. Shut up. <laughs> if you haven't seen Buster, leave me alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, that's my that's my speech. I, I just it just when somebody's really looking for the dog and they're really a pet person and they really know what they're doing, that is not helpful at all, and it drives me insane. I'm not a moron. Kiss my ass. There you go. That's my you heard it from him. Um, I'm really sorry, Ridge. It sounds super stressful. It's just it's also because it's my fault. I don't think it's your fault that the dog chewed a hole in the fence. I, I well, he's been chewing a hole in the fence since December, and I've been patching it and doing different yeah, things. But I it's mean, got four layers of different metal metal yeah, fencing. I don't to, know to necessarily solve this. if he's willing to chew through four layers. Well, he didn't. He hasn't chewed through four. I'm saying there's like parts of the fence where I like I tried the just the hog wire welded wire. I tried just this one. I tried just you know. So finally, it was like the half inch hardware. I finally found that, and so that's been put on the whole thing. He didn't chew through that. Not anything where I put that on. It was just this corner where I just didn't notice it wasn't secured to that post like it should have been. Yeah, but me. It's the only reason why. And like, that's hard though. I mean, at the end of the day, Buster's an animal, right? So he's got an instinct, you know? So whatever that instinct is, he's going to follow it. Yeah, I know. And I mean, look, he's, he is a dog. Like, okay. And I want to make this clear too. He's not my family. He's not my son fur child that all that stuff is absolutely nonsense he's a dog i love my dogs i do and i cherish my dogs i would protect my dogs but if if there is a time when it's going to be chosen between my dog or like a human doesn't matter what human the human's going to win yeah okay yeah that's just the that's like that it it doesn't well i mean yeah i mean it's no I, i i this is why i detest the I'm a, my fur baby. No, if if your baby's furry, cool. But if you <laughs> your dog is not a fur baby, man. I mean, if your baby's furry, <laughs> cool. <laughs> hey, look. Sorry. <laughs> could you could have a little Chewbacca? It's cool. You can, hey, I have seen some hairy babies. I've seen some babies come out with like full on, like looks like a Phyllis Diller wig, like. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, if anybody's seen Buster, and you, you legitimately have seen Buster, not like Buster Keaton or you know Buster Poindexter, and, and look, the dog Buster. You look the the the. I I don't I know this is part of culture, like with the reactions and like the uh, comments of like, oh, we're so sorry. I mean, I'm just so like I don't I don't care. <laughs> like I appreciate it. Like this is the thing. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate you thinking about it. I appreciate. I appreciate that stuff. But like I don't. I guess I don't need to see that. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's not like a thing. Well, I get that, dude. Too, dude. But some people. I know that's how they. Sh- that's how they communicate yeah. their empathy, right? I'm just and ex- that's unfortunate, and I know it. It's frustrating. Um, no, it's it's it. 
all I'm saying is like, it's just not how this is one point of social media where I just don't, I don't feel like it's like worth our time. Right. I feel I like mean, the, I feel like the prayer thing is fine, but I do feel like the Karen thing, like, look, don't know that shit. No, no, no. Like, look, dude, like, you're not the only that, one sending me these messages. They, yeah. That's what you got to know. Yeah. There's, you, there's so many of these Karens out here. They're all, I mean, like, I sort of say it. There's like a, a it, it seems like every single site, there's a dozen freaking different people that send me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Stop. Like, yeah. I tell you what, pick an ambassador and do one. <laughs> <laughs> Vote a leader. <laughs> like, freaking figure this because I don't need that. You know, no, it's, you know, I'm finding something out, Reggie. I think every Christian goes through a point where they pray in their life and and they're really searching for an answer. And I've been praying about a lot of things lately and we won't go deep into them just because prying eyes, but I will say that I, I do believe that there are points where God tests our metal. Yes. And I believe this is one of those points with me that he's testing my metal and I'm, there's a lot of, I'm a, we talked about this earlier. I'm like, my anxiety's been on like a hundred and not because anything's wrong or I'm losing something or I'm not in a good place. Right. Like, like you said, family's fed roof over the head. I'm grateful. Right. Um, just, it's just one of those things where, I don't know if it's my human nature or what it is, but where I'm at this place where I'm I'm frustrated with the silence. Is that a, bit, a good way to say it? And I know that there's something that's going to come from it, but I'm frustrated by the silence. And that's the, that's hard for me. Well, the most difficult answer to prayer is wait. Because that's what he does a lot. Yeah. It's like, hey. Not no, not yes. It's just in my time. Just wait. Yeah, it's just in my time. And I think right? it's also important, dude, to, to like to to make sure that we we understand that we will get more than we can handle. Yeah, absolutely, all the time. Right. I mean, like it, you, you used to hear that saying all the time, where some play, "Well, God will never give you more than you can do." False. He'll give you more than what you can do because he's looking for you to reach out. Yeah. Okay. And the second thing is like when we're when we feel anxiety and stuff, in that period of time, man, it's it's it it's difficult. And this is it takes practice to just internalize that situation for yourself and to say, Hey, this is yours, Lord. It's not mine. I, I'll I'll do whatever I need to do here. I'm gonna keep stepping out in faith. But the anxiety, whatever, is yours. I'm yeah. not, not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and that it, that's the – why I say it's it takes practice because you just – because you're in that moment. You're in that headspace. And it's not something that's just – you know, that some people are better about it. But, but he, like if I know that me, had I not already been in that spot before many, many times, I wouldn't be able to internalize that – cognitive thought pattern and like 
you know, help my make my brain switch. Very true. Very true. Right. Yeah. And I think this is about when I when I when I when when you think about it. Ex- this is why experience is so key to a people. This is why in the ch- even in the church where I've advocated like not more than one service, like more than don't more than one service have one damn service where everybody gets to because you need the experience to come come with the energy with the youth and you have both of those come together and the people in the middle and then you get something awesome because you get all of it wrapped up right well, I think a part of it for me too is now that's a little off track but sorry. I mean, for me, it's, it's, I know that I, I know the right thing's going to happen, right? I, I don't have any doubts, right? I know whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. Um, and if it were just me and I didn't have a family, I would probably respond differently, right? Oh, yeah, completely. So, and I think it's this state, just a state of flux I'm in, right? Like this this growth agenda that I'm looking to have is, is, is multifaceted and I, I just need to be patient. Right. Like I just well, need to look fortune favors the bold, bro. I yeah. mean, that's really what it is. Like it, and you're not going to get, there's always risk with trying to do something, advance something, do something. Yeah, for sure. So it's those who are brave enough to risk things end up with the reward of that. Yeah, for sure. I believe you know, that. So, yeah. I mean, and it's like, as long as you're stepping out in faith, man, you got nothing to worry about. Um, I, I will, I will say I'm totally with you when, how difficult it is though. Like I, I was thinking about the other day, um, you know, cause here it is, it's, it's 2024. My company's laid off a bunch of people for like can, every year, yeah. <laughs> the last few years. Right. And it's like, and I think to myself all the time, like, okay, I, I am never, I haven't got another job. I mean, it's, it's way before I had a family before I've had this job. Right. So yeah. I've been to the same companies for well, 16 years now. Right. Yeah. So, um, like, and I wonder like, and I thought, I thought any, it's for, it, that will, that's going to drive you nuts, dude. I understand. Even thinking about it gives me anxiety, which I'm like, woo, yeah. you know, but, but, but I may have to be in the same place, dude. I mean, you know, and it's like, how am I preparing for this? It's like, it's just all about, again, it, you know, the, for, you have to prepare, you have to like get your house in order. You have to do some things in order to make sure that when the time comes, it's like, it's good to go. You're ready for the, whatever change is coming. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, so, so it's, it is, a, there's a lot of mental preparation, dude, that, I think most of us need to go through in order to even get in the right headspace to do that. Right. Speaking of mental headspace, I think we should give some to our sponsor. Take it away. Edwards managed technology, computer consulting. We all learned a thing or two about viruses over the last few years. Are we talking just computer viruses or yeah, but have you thought about protecting your computer against the latest threats? At EMTCC, they've learned how to fight off viruses faster than Marvel can put out another superhero movie. Woo! 
Don't know where to start? They can help you develop a plan and implement strategies for that situation. Reggie, did you know they are set up with all the latest and greatest technology to help prevent cybercrime? I did not, but now I do. Absolutely. Visit www.emtcc.net to set up an appointment or give us a call at 1-888-551-2770. Mention R&B Talks and receive 10% off your initial appointment. Remote and on-site options are available. Yo, we're back. So here's another thing. Okay. Before we get on to something. Okay. You said earlier, like the dog is a dog, whatever. Yes. Uh, One, one, (laughs) I didn't get a chance to look at any particular like dog psychology type of stuff, but I remember like animals are not conscious of them being a particular animal yeah they're not so like a dog doesn't understand that he's a dog he's just alive yeah he's alive he has instincts he has drive and he follows them then you have these people these people who think they're animals by (laughs) that just alone they're not because they're thinking they are one which the animal doesn't think they are one yeah the animal just is you know what I mean? I hear you. See, uh, see where that is? And, and it, well, not like that. Yes. that like that, that should yes. be. So, so I guess I'm just saying like, that's just another aspect of that uh, anomaly that I think is just a psychosis that needs to go away. For sure. But. So before we get into the deeper subject, I have to ask you, did you see the Tom McDonald, Ben Shapiro rap song? Was that not absolutely spot on? Okay. For one, I, I, I I love Tom McDonald. Oh, I do too. I think he's amazing. But it's it. it I don't. I don't. I, I been, the Ben Shapiro thing is just funny because it's Ben Shapiro. Like I don't care if he did a great job or not. It's still like he was still in a Tom McDonald yeah. song, right? And he dropped a verse. I know, like a solid verse <laughs> in a Tom McDonald song. Now, and he's number one. That song is number one. He, and and. The, Okay, so this is a little shallow, but I love the fact that Ben Shapiro called out Cardi B in that song and did it without. I mean, look, there is nothing culturally provided in the song WAP that is beneficial to women. Nothing. No, no, nothing at all. And then she called Ben Shapiro out in a tweet said some pretty derogatory ignorant I mean when I say ignorant I mean strictly ignorant like ignorant things and so his retort is not only to make a rap song but to make one that went to number one and that called her out for him doing it as a goof and getting to number one faster than she does. Burn. So I say burn, 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 dude. Well, it's burn. just look. I, I appreciate a a. Here's the thing: Tom McDonald's production has always been great. It has, yes. and he's done it all himself. Him and his girlfriend, right? Yeah. 
And I don't really know how he got to there. I mean, like, you know, that's some, because look, I do, I have all the same stuff he does. Well, it's a long-term hustle thing for him too. And, and he, you know, you and I are still babies in what we're doing and we'll figure this out as we go. Well, right? no, no, I'm saying music wise, but I'm saying like it took him, I'd say it took him a while. I'd say he was grinding in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the stacks for a while before he before it got to where it was and what what i'm saying though like i've been producing and writing music now for what 20 30 years yeah right? and uh and then well tw since since pc recording came alive where you had deep dowels and everything else i've had one right and yeah. i've used it and uh with so with audio production it's not like and hell, my brother, my brother is like the, the a top flight, like you know, engineer for recording and and uh, uh, touring bands and all this kind of stuff. Shout out, Robbie. Um, does, and so so like, but like the way he's producing these things, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's good for me. You're saying that's yeah. that's freaking great. I mean, like you yeah. know, it sounds good and everything. So anyway, his videos too, like his videos are really well done. Yeah, that whole video, that whole the that whole facts video was just super well shot and super well done and you know i i like another guy who he he did an album with adam calhoun um not as much as tom Bader. i mean well i can't say that i like them both um adam calhoun's a little rougher like he's a little more edgy oh yeah, yeah. way way more edgy i know um, what you're talking about and then there's struggle jennings which I'm a fan. I like struggle. I like struggle I, I, and you know what I appreciate about struggle Jennings is the timber of his voice. Yeah. It's gruff. It's like, it's just cool. I just dig it. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a, and, um, there's a couple other guys, but those are, those are the three. I actually listen to those guys a lot. I mean, I'll be honest too with you, you know, and this is going to be like, I admire artists and I'll use one as like jelly roll. There you go. I admire somebody who's been at the bottom and has climbed to the top. Now, do I agree with all of Jelly Roll's lifestyle choices and all those things? No. But I feel like that music has more of a place that hits home, like Struggle Jennings, Tom McDonald. Um, there's a bunch of other kind of, you know, there's there's a there's a, a group called the Trailer Park Outlaws. They're great. Right. They're very, you know, and it, and I feel like their their music is based more on the love of the music than it is the I feel like they'd be out there doing it if they weren't making any money. Because I just love to do it. Right. And that's that's the people that I really attach to in music is, I, I you know, I'll be I would be out here doing this if I made a dollar a day. Right. Because yeah. I love to do this. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, like, um it's it's hard to get noticed anymore if you're a art if you are an artist. Yeah, I mean, holy cow, is it saturated? Yeah. You know, well, in the music industry in general is is not a friendly place to no musicians anymore. No, not at all. You know, which is weird because it is the music industry. But it's just agreed, and 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 there's there's agendas just like anything else. Yeah, I mean, there, there sure. really is. Which which kind of brings us to. A, an important topic today. Oh yes, as we're talking about agendas and, yes. and uh, propaganda yes. and corruption. Yes, we got to talk about the Carlson Putin 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 
It is Putin, isn't it? It's Putin. I didn't want to say that because I thought that's just me being silly, but it is Putin. It is Putin. Yeah, it's not Putin. It's Putin. Um, interview. And I, I watched the whole thing. I watched it too. I had to because, I mean, you okay, so let me say this. I, I heard he was doing it, right? He I, I saw his tweet that said, hey, we're, I'm going to interview Putin, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Here's why. And then all this backlash about oh, God. he's a he's a you know communist you you know, and- all this kind of stuff right and then i thought well now i have to <laughs> now <laughs> i gotta watch me it. into it no now i gotta i mean because look i don't really i don't really have any feelings towards tucker carlson i mean I, when he got fired from fox and all this stuff and all this i mean like i didn't really care it was just like yeah. I, I, I never watched him but him being on his own here lately um, yeah, I've really taken notice because he his his interviews are actually fantastic. They are. He he asks very aggressively challenging questions. I feel like him being fired from Fox let him off the leash. I do too. So, and I feel like he's one of the few journalists out there that is is going after real answers again. You know. <laughs> Um, and I know that doesn't make it's not a very popular thing to say. I really don't care. <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know, I feel like when you talk about this interview, when you talk about it, you have to talk about the beginning. Um, how crafty a- Putin is, because because. All right. So Carlson comes out with a hard hitting question. Right. First off, why, why did you invade the Ukraine two years ago? And what did Putin do? <laughs> he said, oh, no, you're not taking off in that direction. I'm going to give you a little history lesson. And then first he goes, let me give you a little 60 second history lesson, which turned into like 32 minutes. And I feel like that was Putin kind of saying, uh, I'm in control of this interview. Okay. And I, that, that I would totally agree with you and say that the one thing, okay, not the one thing, but one major thing out of that interview that I got was that Putin knows who he is for sure definitely leads his country if if he doesn't like something going on it will not happen yeah you know what i mean there so you get that from it uh so from the whole thing though what 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 is very interesting is that putin i i think really has a love for russia and his he you know his mother motherland is what he refers to it as and i i really think that he uh He's not what he's not all what people in general kind of have this mind that he is. But he's also, though, to your point earlier, I think he's incredibly brilliant. I think he could be like very not afraid to just, you know, obliterate a a country that pissed him off or something. You know, there's there's those things. But I think he's smart enough to be able to address anything in that realm without being afraid of it. You know what I mean? I feel like also he (laughs) trolled some people in that interview individually and as well as countries. But my my look at him is he's a he's a mad scientist in a way. He's super he's hyper intelligent. And the reason you know that is I think he. I don't think you'll ever see somebody come into a interview more prepared than he did. Like he, he had studied Tucker Carlson. He knew Tucker Carlson's educational background. 
Like he knew who he was talking to, right? And and he was very direct about a lot of things and he was very coy about a lot of things. But in the general sense of things, he he just controlled it and he controlled it with, you know, an example I would use would be when they were talking about the under the sea explosion and him accusing the U.S. of being complicit. Um, and when when being asked why he didn't, if he had proof that the U.S. was involved, why he didn't go ahead. And then he brought up the propaganda machine. And I felt, I actually felt sarcasm in that. I believe that he thinks that he is smarter than anyone in the U.S. I believe that that was a way to for him to try to distract from the fact that Russia has been proven to try to interfere in our elections and do certain things. It's been proven that they did it. They're obviously somewhat capable at the propaganda and, and misinformation machine. And I think that was his way of kind of going, wink, wink, you know, uh, me, who me. can beat America at propaganda? <laughs> uh well, Which what he was really saying is, I beat you at propaganda. I don't know about I don't know about that. I would just say that I I, I think that in general though he I think he's on point with the fact that the CIA kind of like is been off the chain for a while. Well, that's been proven for that. That's I know. Been obvious for years. But but the, right? the 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 enormity of the impacts that they're making though has not been. Like the general public isn't aware of like the impact they're they're having across the globe. Well, that would be that would be. I would ask you this question from you saying that: Is the general public not aware, or do they just not want to know? Both. I would say it's both because you have some people who aren't smart enough to look between the lines and like see. Yeah. Right. Right. And you you because there's all these things that like you see the propaganda machine of the media yes. say something and yes. like the easiest thing to do. Is to be like believe all that, and you go on with it. Yeah. So there's a large percentage, I would say, of the populace who just does that, right? Because they don't really have the. It's not. I don't know if it's about intelligence or whatever, but it's just like doesn't have the uh, thought to just look into things deeper or think that they should mistrust the media. I don't know why, but I think that's still there, and I think this is actually regional too. Don't get me wrong, right? I know in the Midwest, we're more very skeptical. We're very much more aligned with the media is a propaganda machine, not a truth telling, you know, service. So when I, when I look at that, that's what I would say is like, it's both some of, some of the, some of the population just takes the word of whatever the media says. Yes. And then you have those who ask questions and they say, well, I don't want to get into that. I'm just going to, I don't want to know. So then you have those two, right? Yeah. Um, then you have guys like me who want to know and gets to know and then then digs deeper, <laughs> tries to find more. Yeah, that's me too. But you know, another thing I noticed in that is, you know, when he was talking about he he basically blamed the conflict in Ukraine on Western on the Western powers. And he kind of went back to the whole coup of the Western. He believes that there was some kind of coup in twenty fourteen of of, there was though. There was, but I mean, okay. So let's let's all right. Let me be clear. I, I'm not a Putin fan. He's communist. He's a he's not a nice guy. 
I don't think he's a nice guy at all. I think he has, I think he is plotting and planning. I think the whole thing where he wouldn't be interested in Poland and Latvia was a big crock of crap because the moment if he rolls over Ukraine, that's what's next. And, and power hungry men are never not power hungry. So I think if he controls that and sees that he can control more, he will continue. Like, I truly believe that he wants the reuniting of the old Soviet Socialist Republic is what I want. Okay. What I think he wants. I, I think I, he wants the promise of the USSR. I don't I don't disagree. But I, what, I, what I will say, though, that it's hard to. Okay. okay. What, what was difficult to, like, really encompass and, like, put through the whole his whole narrative was the neo-Nazism and his animate. Um, opinion that you know there's these not Nazi sympathizers who lead in the West yes. that he's animately against, and that's part of what it is. It's like these people in power who blah blah blah. Now look, I, I mean, there's a lot. Okay, let me say this: there's a lot of theories that are to do with some of that stuff. Yeah, and it kind of lined up with quite a few of those, which yes. was interesting. And I won't get into that because, I mean, look, people just go, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist, but you know, don't care. <laughs> the the At the end of the day, like, I, I think the, the illumination of that, A, the president has not ruled these decisions. I think that's clear. And I think that should be clear. NATO is is really like it's it's the U.S. is pushing the buttons behind a lot of things, but it's not the president that does those <laughs> It's it is like these agency, the agencies, we'll just call it that, that have control, yeah. and they just do what they're going to do for the interest that they have. For instance, when he was talking about Ukraine and like having not a military resolution, I mean, I know that we have, we did, we told Johnson to intervene. No, don't we can't do that. And why? Because we have industrial military complex money that says, no, we need all that to happen because they're going to make us a ton of, ton yeah. of cash. Yeah. That loot we get from that's going to be spectacular. So no, let's let go. I mean, that makes total sense there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, what, what, what is, and then what was fascinating to me though, I know he knew when he spoke to Biden. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. And and like such garbage. And and I know he didn't he wasn't gonna say why he wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. You know why? Well yeah. Because he thinks he's an idiot. Yeah. He doesn't think Biden's even uh, He he sees him as formidable in no way. No. He sees Biden as just a, a, a puppet and a tool and he has no interest in talking to that. Well, and what's that thing. what's I mean, hilarious what was when he was kind of what are, he was like, What am we, what am I going to say? And then he kinda goaded Biden with the whole like, Oh, don't send guns to the Ukraine, please no. And and then he laughed and I was like He's, he's he's the knife is in a little bit and he's twisting because he knows right and which i think you know unfortunately shines a giant giant special light on how vulnerable we are right now 
Well, I think that it's it, – look, we're headed towards a conflict of some sort, I believe. I mean, I think that's written on the wall. Yeah. And I think it's on purpose. I don't think it's by accident. I mean, I, I really do think that most of this stuff is truly architected to go somewhere. Yeah. On purpose, right? I mean – the 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 like I said, there's too there's too much. Look how much money we we don't spend trillions of dollars on military stuff just because of our defense. Like we're so far above every. Well, like, holy cow! Right? Honestly, I think he wants conflict with the U.S. And here, let me let me kind of. There's a script from some of the questions, and it was it was Tucker asking a question. Tucker asks, "Who blew up Nordstrom? Nordstrom?" Oh yeah, you and Putin goes CIA. you for sure, and then Tucker goes, "I was busy that day. I did not blow up Nordstrom, but thank you." And then Putin says, "You personally may have an alibi, but the CIA has no such alibi." I feel like, I feel like it was. It's almost the, the bully in the room poking the U.S. in the chest. Come get some, man. I'm going to do everything I can to goad you into something. Because if, if I can goad you into coming after us in conflict, then when I go to my people and say, well, the U.S. attacked us, it's technically true. Even though well, he actually said this, though, when he said and when Tucker asked him, would, would you would you invade Poland? All yeah. this stuff. No. But if they attacked us. Yeah. That's what he's looking for. Yeah. I mean, clearly, I mean, he, if you attack Russia, he's going to attack you. Yeah. Now, the problem being is I think Putin's intelligent enough to know, though, if it comes to a conflict between the U.S. and the and Russia, it ends in the clo- complete global annihilation. And he alluded to that a little bit in the interview. Like, I think that's he does. Uh, he is aware of that. Yeah. And I think that when I think he was sort of I think he was sincere when when Tucker like asked him about the don't do you think the world is breaking into two parts uh, two hemispheres one with uh access to low cost energy one that doesn't and he was like well and Putin actually brilliantly said we all have two hemispheres in our brain they both serve different functions but in the end we are in one body because that's the way the world needs to be as in one body yeah so what I would what I would say to that is I think he's I think he's actually f- aware of the globalization and the and the and the move to like a global power. Yeah. And I think he really wants to be at that power. Head. Well, here's my question. You know what I mean? Here's my question though. And when I said earlier mad scientist, mad genius. Um I don't think it's the same ruse that I think that Kim Jong plays. And you know, Kim Jong likes to go on and make threats and say crazy things and do crazy things and so does Putin. He likes to say very inflammatory things. And But if you really want to have any sort of power, the last thing you want to happen would be a nuclear conflict. Yeah. Because that's that's zero power. Nobody has power at that point. Yeah. I mean, right? you just obliterated your consumer base. So, so <clears throat> do you think that's a positional argument for him where he wants to like the bully pulpit? Like, I want to be the... The guy that when I bark, everybody pays attention because I honestly don't think that he has any intention of pressing a button to fire a nuclear weapon. No, I mean, I, this, this is what I think. I think he wants U.S. to back off and give him the respect that Russia deserves. 
Yeah, but here's my thing. I think that's really where he's at. He's like, look, we're we are a country that is of significance, and that's what he was saying. How about the number one Europe and economy and all this stuff? Even with all the sanctions, that's what he's saying. He's like, look, respect Russia because Russia is a powerhouse. Quit trying to interfere in everything, which I agree with. Yeah, you we know, we got to stop being the world's babysitter. Yeah, well, it's long, long, long that's said a that. Whole, that's a whole other. That's a whole other episode. But, but, but here's but here's the thing about all that is that I I really truly say I applaud Tucker Carlson for one. That was freaking great, and I really appreciate. And that. it was brave of him to do too. This is not a safe time for an American journalist. I mean, the, the, they've already got the Wall Street journalist reporter locked away, which they accusing asked. him of he, treason. He did ask. Yeah, he did talk. And, to and, him and about shit, that. even Carlson asked the question: Would you let him go? So and he said, "Sure, we'd negotiate." Well, well, he said no. We'll negotiate the the people. There is working going on, blah blah blah. But he's looking for concessions on the back end of that. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's not going to just give him up for nothing. Yeah, I Which, mean, he was doing spy stuff, is what he was alluding to. So, well, but we also don't have. He's not provided any proof of that. No, like no. Which goes back to where I see <laughs> he's using the like, mad part of the mad. It's genius, just leverage, right? dude. like it's just leverage. But I mean, you know, something else that got me in that interview, man, that really stuck with me was when he claimed. To be a a spiritual leader, orthodox, yeah, and that yeah. he said, you know, and and this quote kind of got me, and it said, um, he said, adding that he believes there are inherent laws that govern humanity, and that nations have been subject to them throughout history. I didn't quite understand. Was he talking about? God, law, and nature, or was he talking about? Because he kind of when he when he did when he went into the whole spiritual leader part of it, yeah. right? Yeah, I feel like once he said it, he kind of funneled out of it into a more dictatorial kind of view, which I kind of feel like that was a soft way of stepping around. You know, I follow the inherent laws that govern humanity and nations have been subject to them throughout history. Is his way of saying, uh tyrants have lived throughout history and we've made our mark right because that sort of steps away from the orthodox you know he talks about being you know man should be able to protect his family right and i get that right i mean i'm i, I would protect my family at all costs but i feel like it kept getting funneled down back to where his core is and that's uh man's law is my law i am man well, that's, and, this is what I'm saying. Like he, he's a, he's definitely knows that it, it's his way or no way in Russia. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, that's what he's, he's done that. He's been in power for 24 years, man. I mean, yeah, this isn't, this isn't a long, this is a long term leadership position. Yeah. And he's controlled it with an, I mean, he has with an iron fist. Right? Oh yeah, dude. I, I mean, mean, anybody that's gone against him has wound up dead or exiled. I right? mean, that's, that's it. You know, but he, when, when Tucker asked him, uh, how does he reconcile with, you know, initiating these military conflicts, killing people? <laughs> he was like, well, you're protecting this. Exactly what he said is like, I'm protecting my homeland. This is the motherland, you know, and that's part of protecting it. And I don't there's, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Do you think that he sees Russia as the center of the world and all of the rest of us are, I find that most dictators, when you when you get into the core of them, Kim Jong, Putin, go back to Stalin, you know, Hitler, 
all of them considered that they were the center of the world and that everything around them was substandard. Well, I don't Do you know. think that Putin's that I feel like that's a dumb mistake, right? That's when the ego takes over. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know that. Do you think Putin's there? No. I mean, in this interview, I kind of saw flashes of it. Because here's the, this is what I think you have to understand, though. He's lived through since Bush senior. Yeah. Which, Bill Clinton, way, well, since Clinton. which, by the way, he complimented. He did. But I'm saying like, you know, like he I mean, the dude has, has he's seen a lot. Well, but right? I mean, really, if you want to dig deep, he's lived. He, he's been in power for 24 years. He's been in the Russian government for. Yeah. For longer. For than a him, very yeah. long time. Yeah. As a, as military, as advisor, like he had positions before he became the czar of Russia. Yeah, that's true. You know, so that's what I'm saying, though, like. It's, I don't know if I would and I don't know if I would make those assumptions on that what he said just because of his his perspective on this stuff is like crazy right because it's just been so he's seen so much dude and lived through so many different agendas and yeah. all kinds of things like I I don't know like it would it, I mean you know, I think man. He, I think he took personally. And this is this comes from listening to other interviews with him and other things that he's put out there, because essentially, and this kind of goes back in history when Reagan was in office, and Reagan pulled off the biggest bluff in the history of the U.S. military when he convinced Mikhail Gorbachev that we had satellites in this in space that if Mikhail Gorbachev fired nuclear weapons, it would just zap them. And he would lose. And Gorbachev basically ended the Cold War based on a based on basically what was a bluff. See, but I don't know if it was a bluff at this point. I do. There's there. Dude, we weren't that technologically advanced at that point. And, and there's no proof at all that start the Star no. Wars program was ever real. Yeah. But the thing is, though, that's one. That's like one thing. Yeah. I don't think we would know if that was real or not, because if it was really real. Yeah. It would be really. I mean, like. You wouldn't know. Yeah. But, but I mean, they, I think, they could have been that intentional. But it, I think sure. that's part of why I feel that Putin wants the, wants to reunite the USSR because I feel like he resents the fact that Gorbachev let it shatter. And I feel like Putin is a old school, old style Man, I Russian I mean, dominance. It, sure. I, I just, I would just say that I think that's part of it. But I think, uh, I think a lot of it is just, he's just mad. And upset with us, and it's particularly this. I mean, obviously, the CIA is on the yeah. top of his like shit. List, well, he's angry right? with us. He's angry with Britain. He's angry with. I just. Uh, I, 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 he even kind of is not a big fan. I mean, even though I feel like, you know, you know, Trudeau at this point would be like bosom buddies with him because of some of the garbage he's pulled. Yeah, I don't think so. But he doesn't like. True Canada either. No, like he's. I, really, I mean, he doesn't I think like much because, of anybody because it's the it's NATO. It's the West. Yeah, it's, it's the countries that control that whole thing have manipulated stuff across the globe that have done things to villainize and demonize Russia, right? And they continue to do so. And some of it's look. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I truly think that. He's more upset that the CIA is like doing all this nonsense and causing stuff right next to him than he is about anything else. Well, you know, but also give credit where credit is due. He's done his fair share to get villainized, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's not exactly. No, 
I don't look at him and go, oh, poor Putin. I look at him and go, dude, you've tortured people. You've killed innocent people purposely. He blew up train stations with people in them so they couldn't escape Ukraine. Those were those were civilians, right? Like he knew that they didn't have any military power, but he killed them anyway. Like he he is a horrible human being. I'm sorry. Well, he, he, he I'm look, it's the thing is he knows in a conflict and a military action he'll go that far to yeah. to make sure he wins. But uh, to this day I'm not 100% sure like you said that his issue or the reason that he's attacking the Ukraine is because he doesn't like the Ukraine or he wants the territory. It's his way of sending a message to the CIA you don't get to interfere in relations between us and other countries uh, or going to war. And, and it's because of what you did. Now, what whether the CIA actually enacted whatever it is, because here's the one thing I can tell you about Putin. The brother posted f- pictures of shirtlessly riding a donkey. I mean, he's obviously a little unstable, right? I, dude, he doesn't. He lives in a different world, bro. He does, but so that doesn't saying, mean man, you're, I mean, you know, and so he's very, I think, I don't even think his real problem is with getting back the Western territories of the Ukraine. I don't really think it is. I think it's, okay, so you guys want to mess with me. You want to get in my business. I'm going to teach you a lesson. Well, I, I, And I don't care how many people have to die. Yeah. I don't care how cruel you think I am, how many innocents I murder. You're going to learn. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like Putin will do what he's going to do. He is his, he, look, that's what I'm saying about, as far as me saying, I respect the guy in that, in that he, his leadership is to the point where he has led that country and he is where he is on, and he will stay where he is because he is definitely not that guy you mess with. Well, I mean, he directly, he directly threatened world war three. He did. If the U S put troops in Ukraine. He did not mince words. No, no. And I mean, I, I don't, I, I, this is, that's what I'm saying. Like you do, this is what the, I think what America in general and these, the, the greedy actions we've been taking through the agencies yeah. are, are, they don't, I don't, they don't go, they don't go unnoticed and they don't go without consequence. Right. And, and I think that they're just, they're just hoping that they can continue to build up us arms and stuff. To the point where it's not a big deal, Russia's going to do the same thing. Yeah, you can't. There's there's a there's a there's a direct opposite and equal reaction somewhere else in the world when you're doing something. It's a gamble by the 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 elites who control the decisions. This is this is what this is. It's a gamble. Yeah, they're they're saying, hey, look, we we're going to make a crap ton of money here doing this and this and this, but there's a chance. It could cause a global conflict and we lose everything. Well, let's take that chance because it's that much money. Well, but here's here's the crazy thing, too. And this kind of it's not a rabbit trail, but I'll, I'll, I'll curve it back <laughs> to, to this subject. Right. I think that's why a lot of the Republican Party don't necessarily support Trump, but don't support Nikki Haley because she sits on the board of Boeing, which stands to make billions and billions if we go to conflict. Yeah. And she has voted on that board to manufacture machines of war and to go into conflicts and to do these things. Yet she wants to come off as this, you know, I call her the female Dick Cheney, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Cause Dick Cheney was at the board of Halliburton and nobody made more, made more money during the first Afghan conflict 
or the second one with then Dick Cheney did and Halliburton did. So I think this goes back to what you're talking about, which is it's it's the gamble, right? I mean, let's be let's be serious. When we went into the second Afghan conflict, they had a lot of allies that could have gotten involved and made that war a whole lot worse. True. For whatever reason, they didn't. Right? For whatever reason, they didn't. And I think that's the same game that people like Nikki Haley and Boeing are doing is they're going into this thing of, well, I'm going to tell the American people one thing and I'm going to do another and I'm going to hope that I'm so good at doing the other that I don't ever have to cover for the fact that I'm telling them something else over here. Doesn't Isn't Boeing uh, – I thought BlackRock or Vanguard owned – part of Boeing. I think they do I, I would want to research that but I think they do I'm pretty sure that they do it's right like, this is what I'm saying like you you have <laughs> I hear you bro you don't even have to say it you know, I can feel it coming off of you <laughs> I can feel it coming off of you man like it's just coming off it's just radiating across the table <clears throat> I hear you I hear you man I do um you know, here's the thing, dude. What 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 fascinates me, Brian? Okay, we're just normal dudes. Yeah, we we don't we don't we're not we're, we're not, not scientists. We're not scientists. Not politicians. We're not analysts. Yet we see it. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's like I just I just and and okay. Here's the frustrating thing about me. Okay, and what what. Any anything about all this? It's like I I know I'm pee on Reggie with a a, a small podcast. I mean, what am I gonna do? I mean, you know, like I I try to vote, but even then, who controls the vote? <laughs> Dude, I do I do what you I know. Can, I, here's what I think my job is my my job in us having a podcast like this is very simple. There has to be people who are willing to let. However small our voice may be, and however insignificant, and however it might be, like hollering into a cave, and we got to we have to tell the truth. We have to tell what we see, and we have to let them know that we understand. We understand what's going on. And we could right? be wrong. I mean, look, don't get me. I, look, I, but, but, but I don't no, think so, Reggie, dude. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I know. Uh-uh. I put that out there because if it's the like, wall eh. is if the wall is pink, it's pink, right? It's not purple. It's not green. Quacks like a duck. Walks like quacks a duck. like a duck. It walks like a duck. <laughs> Right, it's a freaking duck. It's a duck, bro. It really is. And 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 I think as I've gotten older, I think a lot of times when we're younger, we tend to hold the veil a little more, right? Like we want to, because we're optimistic. We're more optimistic at that point, right? We're believing that something can be bigger than it really is, or smaller than it really is, just depending on our, on whatever veiled perspective we use to take. Yeah, I think as we get older we understand that the truth is just the truth, right? It's not, and it's, 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 let's take our current president, for example. I don't hate Joe Biden as a person. I really don't, but I'm going to call, I'm going to call a joker, a joker, dude, you're, you're cognitively declining. You have literally, you literally went on national television and claimed to have a meeting with a French president that's been dead for 25 years. Dude, 
when you talk, you literally sound like somebody put words in a blender and hit frappe. Like you don't have control of your cognitive abilities. No. It's not it's not a knock on your character. I don't I'm not talking about your character. I'm talking about the fact that obviously there is a problem. The and, DOJ yeah. said they couldn't prosecute because they didn't think he was capable of standing trial because he was cognitively Yes. Not there. They ruled this, dude. Yeah. Well, the 25th Amendment should be enacted at yeah. that point. Yeah. Okay, if he can't stand trial for something. And I'll say out loud, the people that are pushing him into office, the people that are forcing him to stay there should be prosecuted. I mean, look. that is. A, let's call it what it is. It's elder abuse. Dude, that man should be allowed to go and, you know. This, blubber this, his lips. I mean, look, it, but paint but, with watercolors. Whatever that dude's gonna do. Okay, and I look. I understand the puppets that yeah. would say, "Hey, let's keep him in there because he can. He'll do whatever. We can control him. We'll do whatever we want." Yeah. What I don't, and I, I've had to be on Facebook and social media more because of looking for Buster lately. Yeah. I cannot. I what what does not compute logically for me is the people that still say they'd rather vote for Biden over the. Anybody else that gets on the ballot from the Republican Party. It's just garbage. I, I don't under look, look, I, I get it that you're like a socialist moron. But that that man cannot lead the country. He is well, not here's able the, to here's do the it. thing. Here's the thing. A vote for Biden is a vote for your capability of not living in in actual reality. You know, look, I, I don't I'm not like this fervent Trump supporter. I'm not I, either. I, I really am. I'm not. However, if I have to choose between Trump and Biden, I'm going to obviously choose. There's no way I want some guy who cannot speak clearly to represent my country. He is the worst possible. I feel like the last three and a half years has been the worst possible representation of a powerful leader that this country has ever had. Oh, absolutely. Like he's, he's, he makes Carter look good. And that's like saying something, man. Carter was horrible. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like Biden is, <laughs> look. He's, and everybody goes, and here's another argument that bugs me. Everybody goes, well, George W. Well, yeah. Was he, you know, was he very unable to talk? Yes, but the one thing that George W. did was when business it came time to handle business, he handled business. I read his book. I did too. Okay, and I mean, look, I think the guy got a bad rap because I don't think he spoke that bad. I really well, don't. I think I think he, I think there was a pressure on him, yeah, to relate to younger Americans. Yes, so I think in an attempt to do that, yeah. he he got kind of screwed up on some things and he True. spoke in some ways that he probably wasn't comfortable in speaking but he had some people behind him that were pushing him to be more youth oriented and rock the vote and blah, blah 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 and it screwed him up i don't think he was a bad president do i think that he listened to some people that he probably shouldn't have absolutely yes well again I one think, being dick cheney i think his the corporate america leader elite again the elites i think got it and he was he just listened to what they wanted to do and all that yeah. in some cases but 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 I, but think about this okay when they flew the planes into the towers one of two things could have happened when that secret serviceman went in there and told him what happened he was in a room full of children he could have panicked and scrambled which could have caused problems. 
But I feel like the way he reacted was the absolute appropriate way to react in that situation. And he got so much heat for that. What did you expect him to do? There's camp phone video of that too, yeah. which is which is. What did you expect him to do? Yeah, scare the hell out of a bunch of kids. Right. No, no. He did what he was supposed to do. Got up and then commenced to kick and butt. Now, in 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 a, an antithesis antithesis to that is the way the BP oil spill in the Gulf was handled by Obama. Yes. Twiddling thumbs and just like, yeah. oh, you know, well, you know, shiny thing over here, sparkly thing up here. The important I'm just thing like, we're going to ignore. Don't, look, look, what what is important for the average Joe to understand is that until we adamantly get people in office that will not be bought or will not compromise on what the people want. In favor of the corporate or militarization, a military complex, it's it's the it's the same old story. But here's the thing, though. Joe Rogan said it best. Um, episode with Aaron Rodgers, couple of, last week. Until you take the money out of the government, you'll never have what you want. No. As long as there are people that can go up and lobby and write checks, and bribe and cajole. How does someone who makes $250,000 a year retire after eight years in the government and they're worth $30 million? How does that happen? This is how it happens. Corruption. Yeah. Totally, dude. I mean, look, there, there's, there's, let me, let me say this about lobbyists. And I want to make this clear. There is a purpose for lobbyists because you can't have, no, no one knows the details about situations or products or services or whatever like the companies that do them and they need to be able to speak to the to the government about those things in and to educate them about what that is and up to a point where it comes though and this is to your point is they'll say hey if you if you do this 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 there's a spot as a consultant yeah. Waiting for you. With a million dollar a year salary. Right. After you get out. That's the point where it's like, no, you just okay. you just well, bribed Well, official. here's where I disagree with you a little bit. If 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 we were going to let them lobby directly to Congress or Senate, then the FDA needs to go. Well, the FDA is not doing anything anyway. Because the FDA at that point, is that's their job is to make sure – they should never be allowed to get to congressmen. They should never be allowed to get to senators. It should go to the FDA. The FDA should evaluate and take it before Congress and say, these are the facts. This is what we know is the facts. Okay, but. Let me but say, that's not what happens. But let me say this. I don't think the FDA should exist at all. I think if it's going to exist, that's how it should exist. Well, it can't, but it's, it's, but not it's gonna, never going to be that. No, way. I mean, that's why we have. All the junk we have, the 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 some of the chemicals and crap we're putting in stuff. They're they're well. I mean, they're, they're not go down that. the list. The FDA, the USDA, they're all corrupt. They're all all done. They're all corrupt. So any department. But again, but done. again, you got to take the money out of government. But there is a, a there is a question in this interview that I want to ask you, and I, I I'm torn on this, and I don't know okay where to go when he when he kind of arrogantly says that the reason Ukraine is still fighting is because of Boris Johnson. 
Now, I do realize that Johnson did some things to keep this war going because of the money that was going to be made. I realize that. But Boris Johnson is no longer the prime minister of England, right? But it doesn't matter. There is a point where Putin could have said, all right, well, Johnson's out, right? I'm in a war that's costing my country billions a year. We're not really winning, right? (laughs) We do have the U.S., who is this major power who is pumping arms into the Ukraine. I'm losing Russian lives at an extraordinary clip. My country is getting poorer as we go. I need to go to the new prime minister of England. Reach out and see if I can rebroker this peace deal because this war is not getting me anywhere. That's that's where Carlson kept going and saying, why? Why don't what would it take for you to contact the Biden administration? Yeah, because to his point, it isn't really England that's doing anything. It's really America telling England what to do. Well, let's be clear. So that's what Carlson was saying. Go. Why wouldn't you just go to the source? Well, the reason Putin (laughs) wants to go to England is because Putin doesn't want to talk to Biden. That's what I'm saying. He wants to talk to somebody who's coherent and that if he were to lay down terms, (laughs) Those Biden terms do could it. be taken seriously. Yeah, Biden, that's what that's why that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He clearly understands Biden's situation. He clearly understands that Biden is broken. Yes. Right. He clearly understands that Biden is not in control of the administration. Yeah, absolutely. And he understands that, you know, that there's not there's no hope there. That's I think that's why that whole. <laughs> Did you see him, though? Like when he he kept he wanted to say that, I think. Yes. Like I you think could he tell very like, much wanted to say you that. You could tell like his, you could see like gears turning. Like yeah. I, when in that interview, it's like every time Carlson bring that up, he'd be like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you he'd, know go to, you he'd go to say something and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, let's be a little more diplomatic. <laughs> but, but like for me, I, I do feel like there's a point where Putin has to take a little bit of of personal responsibility for the loss of life of the of the country well, he's I agree. trying to protect. I mean, like, right? look, he's one guy who could who could end it tomorrow if, if he, he could to. if he was to reach out to the current prime minister of England and be like, "Hey, I need help brokering a deal that's going to end this war." He could do that. He's just not going well, to. Well, keep in mind too, we don't know how much money Putin's making off of this either. I mean, he could be making a crap ton of money. Well, from, he's making a crap ton of money anyway, dude. Uh, well, I know like, because the, the way they the do the richest their, man in Russia. Yeah. Right? And he will he will always be that. Like yeah. he'll make sure he's always that guy. Yeah. You know, but I think that's it's the military complex is good for him, too, is what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing I'm going to say, though. There's always somebody looking to take the dictator. Oh, yeah. So that's the is. thing. That's the thing I think that's very crafty about Putin is. He knows the only way to guarantee that that doesn't happen is to take out all competition. Like if you even breathe dissent inside of his cabinet, you are a dead man. So that's where the mad part of the mad scientist, the brilliant, the brilliant maniac for me comes in because he is, he he is cold blooded and will kill you without a second thought. Exactly. And, and I think that's, I think that's where, I struggle and, 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 and in, and in, in drawing a, a congruent line between one and the other, I think that's where, um, I think that's part of why I struggle with the Palestine Israel conflict is that the leader of the Palestinian conflict is literally a mirror of Boris Putin or Putin. You know, it, 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 
I know. I think what I, I think he, it, it's a vehicle. Okay, the Ukrainian conflict is a vehicle for Putin to like again, like we said, make a point. Yeah. To say, hey, look, if you don't compromise, you don't do something. This isn't. We're not gonna yeah. stop. I, I don't know. Look, I don't. I don't know if there's like all this Nazism going on or the Nazification that they keep trying. I don't know what. He's, what I he's, think that's an excuse, man. man I think maybe, that's all. I, mean, I think you look, could, man. <laughs> again, look, though, man. you could say this. <laughs> you could, but I, I think. I think at the end of the day, for a guy like him, that's an excuse to keep going. I, I do too. I mean, right? I, I'm leaning more towards that than anything. But I will say, look, the difference between like a, a like what Donald Trump did when he was in president versus like in the diplomatic realm. Yeah. We saw Trump was proactive in diplomacy. Well, I think he with, was I think he was proactive in stating don't cross this line. Yeah. I don't think it was about diplomacy. I think it was about we are America. We protect our own. Uh we don't want to fight. But that's what he did with North Korea, though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Just and an that's example. what he did with China. Yeah, he said, "Look, here's the deal. Blam. Here's the here's the you know here's where we're we're at. Here's where you don't just and and it was like okay, we 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 understand this and we'll and it was amicable. Yeah, but you know, I think I think Trump could do the same thing with Putin though. Well, even Putin said he goes, "I had a good relationship with Trump when he, he was he in office, that. right?" Yep. Yep. And look again, not a Trump. I'm not necessarily a Trump fan. But if it's Trump versus a walking corpse, yeah, I'm 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 going to vote for Trump. Not no. because I, in my heart, believe that Trump is the best option. But if you if you're going to make me pick between a guy who can't remember what he did yesterday, and a guy who in four years in office, although I disagree with a lot of things he did made this a better country well it's a safer country right in so, the day look I, I think putin deserves a, a level of respect i think that he i don't think as far i don't think the villain villainization or you know that kind of thing towards russia is a good thing i i i mean it's one of those where i think russia needs to be a, a respected and part of the world stage and I think at the end of the day, this interview clearly lines out why we should just get the hell out and just mind our own damn business. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's really, look, we don't need to, I get it because we have, we're, we have global interests because we're trying to make money. That's really what it's of course. about. It really that's is. it. Well, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not a isolationist, right? Like, but see, I am for a short term. Well, I'm I'm an isolationist when it comes to do I want to get involved in another Afghan conflict? Absolutely not. Do I want to have a great trade with other countries that's amicable to both sides? Absolutely. What what I would say is we have to write our house. Yeah. And it is definitely not right, right okay. Now. And and whatever that would take, even if that means we pull away from the world and we say look no our country needs some attention all of the resources we got out here which is trillions of dollars that gets funneled back into our country to to fix it to do this to that right yeah i'm that's where i'm at that needs to happen well and then mean, once our house is correct it's just like we're it's just like in your family if you are struggling to pay your bills to feed your family to to provide you don't go out and you give what you have to someone else you're not even taking care of your own. 
You take care of your own. That is your responsibility. That is your job. That is your duty. If you can't fulfill your duty, why are you trying to do it everywhere else? That is insane. It is not productive. It will end badly. It's the same thing with the guys, with the men. If you're not fulfilling your role as a man, figure that out first. You need to get your men in order. Then start going out to the community. That doesn't mean you can't do both at the same time. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there are times when you do need to say, it's time for my house to get in order. Yeah, I gotta gotta put my put my I gotta put my house together, right? Well, I will say this. I, I will say, in my opinion, I believe that Tucker did a good job. I believe that he showed some some guts and some bravery going over there during a time when when there's not a real positive light shined on anything coming out of the US, right? Especially by Russia and North Korea and China. Um and I believe overall it was a good thing to do. I think it was I think it was an eye-opening interview, right? Yeah. If you, if you really paid attention and read the body language of Putin and and really there- tried to understand what Tucker was trying to get from it. I think it was great. Well, and and I think it's clear we do have agencies that are making global changes to the effect towards an agenda. Yes. That that is a very that is very apparent, right? Yes. Um and that needs to be known and that, needs well, to be needs, understood. It needs to be squashed as well. Oh, absolutely. But before it can even do that, it needs to be an outcry from the public to say, no more that. We we cannot keep being that interfering and doing all this stuff because we're we are creating situations that are affecting people, not just governments, not just militaries, but people. That Nordstrom thing affects all kinds of people. It's, it does. It's not it does. just, you know. Anyway, look, um, greatly, that was a good thing. I, I'm going to put a link down in the description so that people can watch it if they wish. It's two hours long. It is worth taking two hours. Yeah, cut it up into two sessions if you need Whatever to. Whatever you watch need to it do, all, man. but you do need to watch it. It is very much a good interview. It is very well done. Um, don't listen to the propaganda media that says it, how it was, you know, Tucker's uh, acting as espionage and all this it's nonsense. A, it's, a, it's a communist no. sympathetic. Well, no, no, it's not it's at not, all. It's not. Yeah. Car- Carlson asked direct questions. He very much did not shy away from the stuff that needed to be asked. Absolutely. Okay. 100% so, agreed. We're R&B Talks. Like, comment, disagree. Smoke signal, carrier pigeon, whatever it is, man. We want to hear from you. Please click that like button. Please click that follow button. Subscribe uh, button, dude. The subscribe button. All the buttons. Like, follow, buttons. subscribe. The buttons, man. Share buttons. this video. Yeah. I- I'm Brian. And I'm Reggie. And this is RB Talks. Peace, y'all. See you. <laughs>